The Center for Addiction and Mental Health has launched a new campaign called Not Today, which is a follow-up on its campaign from last year, Not Suicide, Not Today. And in this campaign, the uh, CAMH, which is a world-renowned cutting-edge research facility, is linking the real stories of people with lived experience with the research that, uh, that they are doing. And CAMH also provides health care, and so its research is aimed at finding personal treatments. Everyone's brain is different, and there's no one treatment that fits all. Among them are stories about postpartum depression, care that honors the Indigenous experience, post-traumatic stress disorder. And today I'm talking to Paul Lee, who has been living with dementia for 15 years. Paul had a massive stroke in his late 50s and was diagnosed with vascular dementia, and he pretty much gave up on life for a while. It was a catastrophic stroke, which affected 25% of his brain. And for six years, Paul says he crawled into a shell and he was depressed and angry a lot of the time, and he'd only go out if his daughter was with him. And he says she basically retrained him on how to live. About five years ago, Paul became an advocate for people with dementia through the Alzheimer's Society of Canada, and he credits that with getting him back to a full life. And he's now sharing his story, as I said, on the CAMH website. If you go to the link, Not Today, you can see Paul's story as well as the stories of many others with lived experience. Hi, Paul. How are you today? I'm doing very well. To, let's start with, um, you know, I think the best thing to do probably is to just kind of go through your story chronologically. So what happened in 2010 when you had the stroke? You were in your in your 50s, in your late 50s, which is can be pretty young for someone to have a, a stroke, especially one of um, the uh, destructive size that yours was. Yeah. So first of all, uh, I'm 69 years old and I live alone in Toronto and I live well. And uh, yes, in 2010, I had a massive stroke, which basically killed off a quarter of my brain. And uh, when I hear someone saying a stroke, I'm thinking of some form of paralysis or walking with a cane or something like that. And I never had any of that. And I found out why. The reason was because my heart caused the stroke. It beat really fast and then a uh, little piece broke off and uh, blocked the flow of my blood in my brain. And that, uh, that was good because it did not leave me with any speech impediments or physical disabilities. So I'm lucky in that sense. And uh, when uh, I had it, I, uh, I mean, I was in the hospital and the and doctor said you had your stroke. I said, okay, can I go home? He said, no, you have a stroke. I said, yeah, you told me. Can I go home? No, you have a massive stroke and you should be dead. And I'm thinking, okay, can I still go home? And he laughed and uh, that's the start of my uh, uh, journey on uh, with the stroke. I was left with uh, vascular dementia. I have visual, I have no peripheral on the left side. I have depth perceptions and uh, I stumble a lot. Um, my hearing has been, been affected also. So I use hearing aids. And uh, you mentioned my daughter. 
she basically had to teach me how to live. I mean, she wanted to make salad sandwich and uh, I said, okay. So I pot with water in it and I boiled it. I figured it was on long enough and took it out and uh, cracked it in the bowl. It was still runny. I'm thinking, okay, well, she wants egg salad. All right, so I got some mayonnaise and mixed it in. And I said, there's your egg salad. And I went to get bread and she said, daddy, it's too runny. It, it, it won't work. And, but you didn't uh, see that. You didn't make that connection. You looked at it and said, there's the egg in the bowl and I'm going to put the mayo in and it's an egg salad sandwich. Exactly. And from that point on, she had to teach me how to cook, how to live, do laundry. Uh, computer was uh, the biggest uh, challenge. Remembering passwords uh, and how to operate it, how to navigate and uh, for the first six years, life was hell because I was not given, when I was diagnosed, I was not given any referrals, any resources, anyone to talk to, any professionals, anything like that. And that was very frustrating because I, I didn't go out. I was afraid. I get panic attacks. Any appointments I had, uh, my daughter went with me. And... Um, I mean, it, it was, I never experienced anything like that, obviously. Yeah. But uh, in 2016, I uh, um, got a, I have a medical alert. And uh, the medical alert bracelet for dementia is blue. Right. Okay. Oh, instead of red. Yeah. Red, yeah. I think, is for diabetes. I'm not sure. But uh I went to this uh, uh, viewing of a documentary and there was uh, some people from uh, the Alzheimer's Society. There was a doctor who I went up to and said, I have the same symptoms, but I don't know what, what it is. And I walked over to Alzheimer's table. And uh, from that point on, uh, my advocacy started. And... Uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Ron Baleno. He's well known in the caregiver uh, world. Uh, he's uh, on the chair on the board for Alzheimer's, sorry, for um, Agewell, for Baycrest. Um, he's my mentor. He's the one that got me started on my advocacy journey. Um, and it, I mean, I got to meet people uh, with the same lived experience, and uh, I got uh, to relax and be myself. Um, and also, one more thing I should mention: for ten years, I exercised my brain because I I did not like. I'm not the type of person that likes to say I can't do something or uh, I won't do it because I can't do it. Uh, it's uh, very frustrating. I would start something and uh, then walk away and, and it never got finished. But I trained my brain by doing uh, various things, problem solving, I read, uh, did my kitchen, and um, I wanted to put a black splash, backsplash on 
and they're $20 a square foot. Eight foot long counter, two feet wide. That's a lot of tile. So I thought and thought and thought, and then I came up with peel and stick floor tile. Good idea. Yeah. And uh, it worked out really well. Good idea. Uh, I'm not sure just, if you can... Oh, sorry. Oh. I was just going to say, I just want to step back to... Um, uh, you know, dementia, whether it's vascular dementia, um, Alzheimer's. My mom had some dementia that was caused by a medication, which thankfully, once she got off the medication, um, her memory and so on and cognitive abilities, by and large, came back. But you went through some pretty severe mood disorders, anger and uh, depression that are, you know, people would associate with mental illness. And I think what we often don't understand is that dementia, as well as a mental illness, because I always think of them as something in your brain, right? If your brain's yeah. not functioning properly, then it has to do with that. But you experienced stigma. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that if you had said to somebody, oh, I had a stroke and I've, I've lost, uh, you know, it was a large stroke and I've lost a lot of my memory, they probably would say, oh, I'm sorry. If you said, I have dementia, they might, you know, there's stigma associated with that. So it's kind of, I know you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you had a stroke that caused dementia. If you said, I had a stroke, people would be okay with that. If you say, I have dementia, all of a sudden there's a stigma attached. Yes, and that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, 30 years ago, cancer was the same thing. You know, uh, you couldn't say the C word because they would like, Shh, you know, keep it in the family. Don't don't let everybody know. And it didn't matter what time, what type of cancer. And uh, dementia uh, has come a long way. Uh, research uh, with CAMH, uh, they not only mental health with uh, addiction and depression and, and all that, there's also now dementia. And they've helped me a lot. Um, it's, a, it's a long road. There's different types of dementia. My dementia was caused by a stroke. Okay, there's the disease, Alzheimer's, dementia. There. I, have, I say that there are one-way streets because there's no, no cure. And that's unfortunate, but dementia, uh, sorry, research uh, is making uh, strides. Uh, I mean, look at the uh, the drug down in the States, at a Kambu or something like that. Uh, even though it's, uh, there's a lot of questions about it. I mean, they are making strides. And uh, that's one thing that uh, we look for. My dementia will only get worse if I, um, my lifestyle and, and everything I eat and everything else is, is good. But um, the disease attacks the parts of the brain. Um, there is no cure. And uh, I said that once already. Anyways. Um, there's a difference between, so my understanding from, from your story, and please, everybody, I've mentioned this um, last week, please go to 
camh.ca, and you can see Paul's story and some of the other amazing stories of people who have uh, shown a great deal of courage in coming out and talking about their mental illness. But you have, um, to go back to to what type, the two types of dementia, you have vascular dementia, which yes. is the result of the stroke, which is different from Alzheimer's. That, yeah. that sort of the same symptoms, you're showing a lot of the memory symptoms and so on that you would find with Alzheimer's, but they're they're different. Yeah, and cognitive. And there is a, uh, like you can get vascular dementia from, with a disease, like uh, the cell, uh, the, the vessel breaks down um, and then it blocks parts of the brain and you can end up with vascular dementia. Uh, but vascular dementia is number two on the list of uh, dementias. It's more common. Uh, there's others like Louis Body. Robin Williams had Louis Body. Uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, uh, well-known celebrities who uh, experienced. Uh, uh, Glenn Campbell had dementia. Yes. And his wife uh, did a documentary on it. Yes. And interestingly enough, his memory was terrible, um, infected his whole entire life, but he could remember the lyrics to all his songs, which is why his family keep touring with him, because it was so important to him, um, because when he went on stage, he was the Glenn Campbell that we had all known and loved. Yeah, that's the same with uh, uh, Jim Mann, no, John Mann, uh, with the Spirit of the West. Uh, he had right. Alzheimer's, yes. and uh, he, I was at one of his performances uh, in uh, in Toronto, and uh, even though uh, he had issues, uh, his band members would help him. Uh, he had lyrics in front of him, uh, and it was very nice to see. The you know, um, the stigma uh, it. You know, I think everybody, all of us who live with with um, some form of mental illness, whether it's anxiety, you know, dementia, bipolar disorder, um, we don't wear a sign that says, I have blank. Yeah. We look like ordinary everyday people because we are, number one, ordinary everyday people. But because people don't see something... Yeah. Um, it then becomes kind of scary and there's more stigma. And you had a, you had a situation with a gentleman and uh, you needed directions yeah. somewhere. Tell, tell me that story because it's pretty shocking, really. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Kipling subway station in Toronto uh, hundreds, thousands of times. And uh, this one particular time, I needed to get out onto the street and I got confused. I went up to this uh, this gentleman and said, excuse me, I have dementia. I'm trying to get out onto the street, but I, I don't know how. Can you can you tell me? So he says, yeah, okay, no problem. You go down this way, you go over there, see that uh, sign over there, you know, just head toward there. And I'm like, okay. And about five seconds later, I, I came back to him and said, excuse me, can you say that again? I, I forgot. And he looked at me and he said, what are you, stupid? Leave me alone. And it's like, wow. I never experienced anything like that. Um, I didn't know whether I was angry or upset. Uh, It just left me numb. 
Well, and eventually, a, I, I did get out onto the street. Yeah, but it, it's astounding that he seemed to recognize the first time you asked him the question. You said, I have dementia, I need directions. And he was, yeah, okay. So then you think, okay, here's a person who understands dementia and is, you know, accepts it. But when you go back a few minutes later to ask the same question, all of a sudden you're some sort of like a, literally like a, a, a monster sort of get away from me. I, what's he going to do? Catch it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, it's uh, sad. It, it is, it is. And, and you coming out and being an advocate. And I know that uh, once you, became involved with the Alzheimer's Society and started to talk more about dementia and advocating through there and your subsequent advocating that you've done through all different organizations that really helped you in your in your recovery it was a sort of another large leap for you to get yourself in a in in a better place yeah it uh, was a positive um uh part of my journey because i understood what dementia was uh i understood the the symptoms uh the deficits how to uh work around them uh, i mean i still have cognitive issues but um not as bad as when uh i was first uh, like right after the stroke yeah. Now you are also um, you are are part of the CAMH today campaign that they launched last week, and and the purpose of the campaign is to take people like you and connect you with the research that CAMH is doing, and it's a it's a huge research organization as well as it's a hospital, but it also does a massive amount of research, and. The idea is to say, here's Paul who has dementia. Uh, we are looking at research that could help Paul in this way or anyone living with Alzheimer's. And like you said, right now there's no cure, but maybe we're looking at that down the road. Yeah. Uh, the campaign is suicide, not today. Uh, my uh, caption with my picture says, dementia will not hold me back today. And uh, search her because um, I, oh, sorry. Um, I don't let, I don't let anything uh, get me down. Um, I mean, I, I have diabetes, I have COPD, I have stroke, uh, uh, dementia, um, but you'll never see me sad or depressed or down because uh, that doesn't get me anywhere and uh, it doesn't help me uh, live my life because it doesn't hold me back. That's a lesson for everybody to learn. It really doesn't matter who you are in the world. Uh, we, we all struggled at at some level, I mean, every, you know, I keep hearing that the one in 20 uh, number of Canadians who are experiencing some form of mental illness. And, uh, and I just, I don't believe that number anymore. That's been it's the number for years think. and years. And I just think it, there's so many more people. And then you take in the people like your daughter and the rest of your family who are affected, right? Yep. Everybody within a family, everybody within your, your close circle of friends are affected you've taken that and 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 created um 
a positive effect on people out there. I'm sure your family is extremely proud of you. Oh, yes. Um, uh, my daughter couldn't be with me all the time whenever I had appointments. And sometimes I would try and go there on my own. I panic and come back home. But I figured out a solution. And uh, I went to Google Maps and I went to Street View, punched in the address, and then went up and down on the Google Street View to see all the landmarks and everything else. And when I went to that address, I didn't panic anymore because it looked familiar. And that's one of the things I did to help me um, navigate life. Uh, yeah, there's there's um, so many things out there that most, I mean, I go to Google Street View because I want to see, you know, the same thing. I want to see where I'm going or what house I'm going to, but I could also have somebody tell me the directions and I could get there. You've you found an amazing way to move your life forward in such a positive way. And it's, it's helping so many people. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today, because I think so many people can be helped by the hope um, that you that you put forth in your in your story and coming out and and talking about it just a quick example uh i mean i i know i've helped uh, a lot of people uh i was at a, a meeting uh, a couple of years ago and uh there was a gentleman and his wife uh, and i went over and i introduced myself and said that i have dementia and uh i walked away and then his wife came up and said, you just did something to my husband that I, I can't explain. And it's like, what? Says, he wants to talk to you about dementia. He has never wanted to talk about it. And uh, he said to me that uh, it's so strange to, for him to come up to me and tell me, uh, like, it was just a matter of fact. And I said, yeah, it is. And I do speak for people who can't, who are unwilling to. And that, that's the same thing with Alzheimer's Society. When I first joined them, they told me that, uh, that because I have dementia, I'm, uh, I'm not hiding. And I talk about it and I want to talk about it. It's been amazing talking to you, and I really want to thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy. I know you're much in demand. <laughs> so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, it was my pleasure. And uh, like I said, I enjoy talking, and I enjoy telling my story.